Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to Tomboy Official. I'm here recording on this beautiful Monday morning from the beach. Don't know if you can hear those beautiful wave sounds in the back. A little bit of birds. I wouldn't call that chirping. It's more like squawking, but birds nonetheless. I don't even know if it's sunny. Like where I'm at over here, I can't even hardly see anything. It's foggy everywhere. Uh, uh there's a mo- there's a boat out there, but otherwise I can't see anything. I can't see very far. Very terrible visibility compared to how the visibility looked on Sunday. So it's foggy. Uh, but it was supposed to be sunny starting around noon, but I left the house sometime after breakfast uh, and I posted for day 27 earlier today so um earlier I don't know this might be another midnight post but anyways um uh today you know I'm gonna talk about the topic of um sex positivity sexual positivity um all right I'm going at my windows a little bit because people are parking right next to me um <clears throat> so just some kind of topics I'll just kind of cover um I mean a very informal definition of kind of what I'm trying to talk about here um kind of experiences of what it's like recording um especially recording topics about sexuality in general like I mean for people who have been listening to this podcast you probably realize that I I don't think I don't think it's presented in a very raunchy way but it's kind of like it's not something I'd really like share with like my aunts and uncles and parents and things like that um but you know it's also not like, like I don't know I don't know if it's educational maybe a little thought provoking um uh, I'll talk a little bit about my own um experiences fangirling over certain people um especially when it comes to the like adult entertainment spaces um, no, nah, I mean, I talk about these people all the time, uh, whenever I come across some interesting content, and, um, also about this concept of, I guess, I guess the topic would be called sexual companionship, but it's kind of, um, like, as it pertains to, like, advertising and stuff like that, but, uh, you know how they say sex sells, and so, um, uh, just kind of along those lines, and then, um, kind of like the psychology behind that, and then, you know, I, like, the thing that kind of got me, uh, back on thinking about this topic is because I came across, 
um, an interview uh, that was from the podcast called Back to Your Story. I came across that late last night, I think right when it was, pretty much when it was posted. I think it was posted yesterday, and I came across it. I'd never even heard of that podcast before, but I do follow a lot of content by, I guess, Blake Mitchell is his, I guess, his uh, entertainer name, but his name is Lane V. Rogers, Um, and I'll post a link to that podcast episode. It was nice because it was like almost two hours long. Uh, a lot of details in there. It was interesting kind of uh, how they talk about his journey from kind of how his life was um, early on. Uh, childhood, teen years, a little bit of family dynamics and uh, kind of like how he became like a very successful porn star for the most part. Um, he's a he's a bisexual uh, cis male porn star. Uh, for the most part, to my knowledge, most of his scenes have been filmed with males, uh, queer males. I don't know any other aspect of that, and I can't remember if they talked about it specifically in that podcast episode. Um, he might have done other scenes with, uh, with like, women, um, or tried to. It sounds like at least he tried to, but... I mean, he's dated women and had relationships with women and things um, and all that kind of stuff. But I didn't come across him through that. I came across him through, like, I think initially because of Helix, Helix Studios. And I've talked about them a lot, too. Um, So, yeah. Uh, Back up. Uh, So... That's kind of what I'm going to be covering. I don't know how long it's going to take to explain all this because sometimes I do too much expanding and I also sometimes uh, lose focus on what I'm trying to actually say. So uh, I might go off topic, but I think we all know what's up on here. That's kind of how it goes. Um, It is getting warm in this automobile. Um... It's crazy, like the sun's not even shining, but it's actually not, it's actually not cold, like it's cold with the doors or windows open, but it's actually warm inside this car, so, alright, um, I think a lot of people are kind of catching on and liking to maybe spend their lunch breaks and time of, some time uh, sitting in their cars near this same section where I'm at, um, cause it's nice, um, it's kind of like by the bluffs, and it kind of just, like, overlooks the ocean, so it's kind of a nice spot, uh, to be close enough to, to get to very conveniently, um, it's easier to kind of stay in the car, just cause, um, I don't know why they put a stupid paid parking here, but there's a paid parking, and I don't want to pay parking. And I have seen officers come through um, pretty regularly, especially on the weekends. Uh, but it's not too crowded yet. It's not too bad quite yet. Um, just come here and chill here and, you know, take a break here. Um it's a nice spot. 
I kind of like it more than sitting in the driveway at the house. Um, especially because I know my parents like to look out the, out the front door and I don't know if they're concerned. I don't, they, I do a lot of weird stuff. So I kind of get that they're kind of like, what are you up to? You know, like, like I'm always up to something weird that I kind of just don't share and that's kind of normal for me, but, um, I should have took some of that off. This lady walked by. It looks like somebody I know, but it's not somebody that I'm, like, currently in touch with. So I I don't know if I'm pretty sure that's somebody I know. But, um, yeah, that's weird. Um, not a, not in a bad way. It's just kind of funny. Um, anyways, I'm not trying to, like, catch up with anybody at this very second. Um... So when talking about topics like uh, sex positivity, um, it almost, it's like, um, basically there's this idea that, you know, a lot of us get raised with and like, like I've definitely talked about this topic before, but you know, there's this idea that a lot of people get raised with of, like, shame about all kinds of things, and I'm not saying people shouldn't ever have shame about things, or that people should just be, like, you know, I mean, I don't know, like, you know, like, we're clothed, most of us, you know, at least somewhat, um, but if you think about, you know, human, um, history, you know, initially, I feel like depending where people were placed in the world uh, on the planet, they initially didn't seem to really care sometimes about how much clothes they're wearing. Um, like a lot of indigenous groups of people, like if you take like maybe people from like Alaska, you know, like um, the Inuit people. Um, I know I'm, I might be saying that wrong because there's a, there's a, I think one of them is plural and one of them is singular, uh, but I think when you say Inuit, you can say Inuit people, I think that's how it goes, but if it, (coughs) excuse me, if an individual is talking only about themselves, they would say, uh, something else, but I don't, I don't really know, I don't really know, I'm either saying the singular or the plural, and sorry, because I can't remember, um, which one is which, um, but basically, I'm just trying to say that, you know, uh, maybe, like, indigenous groups and people who have, like, traditional lifestyles in that, in, in those kind of regions of the world, in certain regions, you know, you're going to be more bundled up, obviously, you know, to protect you from the elements, or else there's no way, you know, you're going to be surviving like that, um, in such harsh climates, but outside of those really harsh climates, it seems to me that people had maybe seasonal garb, like, seasonal type of things to wear, and for the most part, it seems like, um, people who covered body parts, it was like, maybe like genital regions 
um, things like that. But overall, it's like the way we are usually clothed in Western modern society today, I feel like we have way more clothes on than what I have studied as far as like humans in like ancient history or people who might even be in modern days but living kind of in a traditional lifestyle and having you know still keeping those traditions of those kind of clothing uh like there are definitely cultures that are that people are more on the nude end um and cultures where people are more on the on the clothed end but it seems like before I I don't want to get into this. I hate talking about like colonialism, imperialism, that kind of stuff. But basically, I feel like all that kind of western thinking when people decided, you know, certain people in the world decided they needed to come and take over all these other nations and all these other cultures of people calling them heathens and savages and all kinds of negative derogatory terms you know a lot of them were taught by the westerners that you know the way you're living is not good and you know because of religious reasons you know like you're you know you're gonna need to expect to go to hell if you're not gonna follow this religion and follow our ways and with a lot of that came a lot of body shame, a lot of shame of just biological nature for the most part. Um, like Western thinking is quite shame based, shame and fear based. Like it's kind of more like shame and fear your fear into cooperating. You know, a lot of things that are taught are very like, you know, um, it's like I'm gonna melt in here. A lot of things that are taught are kind of, uh, you know, very based on, um, like, um, like fear, you know, and you know, in like cultural living, you know, and societal living you know unless you're kind of like in a hermit type of society I guess it wouldn't be considered a society I mean but if you're from some kind of society where there's more like the individual is kind of more secluded which I feel like that's a lot more rare like most cultures have like societies and you know groups or bands or even small groups units of community people you know loved ones family members distant relatives, friends, things like that, um, living amongst one another, uh, you know, for group survival, you know, there's a lot of help and work together and everything. And, you know, even in modern society, you know, in Western modern society, as independent as we can be, you know, most people still seek to have some kind of, you know, social relationships that are going well and stuff. Like, I don't know that many people who prefer complete isolation all the time. And the people that I have known or heard about that do prefer that isolation, usually they prefer it out of, you know, 
experiences with people that were just negative and they're like well I don't want people around because like this doesn't benefit me like usually I'm in more pain than pleasure so why would I keep trying to socialize uh, but most people I know who are kind of like isolated tend to not like that uh, at least they don't want that for like their whole lives it might be like oh I'm doing this for like a retreat or like a spiritual awakening of some kind but it's not like a lifestyle right like most people want somebody around them if it's a partner or a friend or a neighbor or you know some person you know um most people don't really want to be like completely isolated uh unless the isolation is for development of some form or for comfort of some form uh, if it's more comfortable to be isolated than it is to be involved. Um, and so usually when I think about those things, it's like, um, you know, I guess this isn't really considered like a definition, but it's like, that's kind of, um, how I, how I kind of, um, think about, and I feel like I'm kind of rushing. I feel like I'm kind of rushing talking about this but um I feel like that is kind of one of the ways that I've noticed you know things have changed you know um is because a lot of the world these days is focused on what western culture has been pushing for so many generations now that it almost seems like normal it's like okay, like, you have to wear clothes, you know, you have to wear long clothes, you know, um, unless you live in a place like, you know, where I live, or some other place where you can kind of get away with wearing like a bikini or board shorts or speedos, brief, like those brief cut kind of speedos or something along those lines. And it's not even year long, but it's like, you can technically wear a bikini into like a Baskin Robbins or whatever and like it's like eh, it's kind of beach culture nobody's it's not like that out of the norm like it's not like everybody does it but it's like that's about the extent of what you can kind of get away with but it's still kind of I think people would still be like oh they're not wearing a one piece or oh like they're not near the beach they're in a store they need to cover up more kind of thing um you know um but like at a beach at a pool um it's kind of considered more appropriate um and I'm not making that judgment I mean I don't I don't really care um what people want to wear or not wear um but yeah that's definitely one thing I've noticed um and um thought if I kept my window if I kept my door open then people wouldn't park next to me <laughs> and the person just comes and parks right next to me but basically it's hot in here it's cloudy but I, the sun is like where the sun is directed is like directly towards my car and I'm wearing black and the inside of my car is dark so I'm getting a lot of heat um but yeah that's definitely one thing I would say Um, 
So yeah, Western culture has definitely played a role in changes of things that are kind of like related to sexuality. Like, I don't think nudity is like directly related to sexuality. Um, because there are a lot of cultures that aren't like, like it is a very Western thing to look at somebody's body and be like I'm aroused from looking at this like that's not something that every culture has in it that like oh I see nudity I see skin I see body parts like this person who's like maybe they're in good shape and they're nude like it doesn't really it's not necessarily like I see this therefore I'm turned on like those two things aren't necessarily um something that happens um just because of nudity um like we kind of learn that we are oh when we see this like it's it turns you on or this other thing turns you off or this thing you should be ashamed of and this other thing is more okay like it's considered more okay to be in a cis hetero relationship with a partner that you're married to that has the same religion and you are a certain specific religion and you are that same religion and you have babies together and you know the whole purpose is procreating and you know maybe a form of like marital satisfaction and that's kind of like how sexuality is usually presented to us is like cover up your body don't show any skin or if you do show skin it can't be in a certain way and if there's only appropriate places where you can do it like at the beach or whatever you can't really just be like out in the open like taking off your clothes and stuff um walking around in a loincloth or just a little bit of something is not really seen as appropriate um but all of this is just cultural ways of thinking and it's been drilled into a lot of our minds um just in theory like in general like even if you think about you know what you choose to wear and why you know like um it's kind of weird like there's always like weird stuff like for example like you know i i often have like a bra strap showing like i i don't find sports bras to be the most comfortable to some extent because of the um because of the um um yeah because of the maybe the tight fit of it or the like I feel like it kind of messes up my back my posture but it I don't like other types of bras because of the, I don't like the, the fastening in the back. I don't like the thinner straps. I don't like the cut of most of them. And then like, kind of like the t-shirt, the line that it has like underneath the t-shirt or something like the cut of it and everything. I kind of don't really like it. Um, I mean, I've had them and I've worn them. I don't think I have any right now, but um, usually the ones I prefer, you know, sports bras usually have, like, they're usually, the, uh, 
shoulder straps are usually closer to your neck. And so usually if you wear t-shirts and you're wearing a sports bra, it's not uncommon that it's going to be sticking out. And even something like that is like, you know, I'm not wearing like any kind of like sexy clothing in any form. Like what I wear is not considered culturally like a feminine sexy you know, like, I don't think it's considered that, um, like, I try to look presentable, but I'm not, you know, I don't really have, like, a femme style of clothing, and usually if you're a female that doesn't have, like, a femme style of clothing, you're not seen as, like, uh, like, sexually, like, mm, like, there's not, like, a, like, something that someone's looking at, saying like oh that's sexy like if you have a shirt that's like oversized versus a fitted shirt that shows more you know of your figure or you know maybe a shirt that has more cleavage because it's like lower cut or a crop top that's like higher cut you know or like there's different things that in western society is like this is kind of sexy female clothing and almost everything else isn't, uh, and usually it has to do with, like, form, form-fitting clothing that shows off certain body parts, or skin showing certain maybe colors, designs, designer brands, things like that, uh, which all of that is, like, it, nobody really, it's not really a big deal. I could wear a plastic bag, you know, and be just as covered, you know, and appropriately dressed technically, according to societal norms and just be dressed in plastic you know trash bag on the bottom grocery bag on the top you know and still figure it out but um like even something like the reason why I was mentioning the sports bra is like because sometimes it'll be like showing like the shoulder strap is like showing and it's like I don't really care like who cares it's just because of the cut of it because of the combined cut of the sports bra and the combined cut of my t-shirt like the way it is is that it just kind of more snugly is closer to your neck that's just how it is um but I know you know that is kind of maybe less appropriate than not showing a bra strap even though it's like I mean I guess it's even less appropriate to not wear a bra at all and just have your nipples doing whatever the heck and bouncing all around and stuff and like than having people be like, oh, like, you're not wearing a bra, you know, like, that is maybe seen as, like, less appropriate, but it's like, I don't even think, it's like, it's so weird, it's like, to me, it's like a bra strap isn't even, like, a, a, a like, in today's society, it's like, like, because I'm thinking even, like, 15, 20 years ago, it's like, there's some stuff you almost couldn't get away with, but nowadays, it's like, at least things are a little open-minded, but I feel like, I feel like, I, I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel, maybe it's just because of the stuff I follow, but <coughs> in my opinion, this is my opinion, I feel like queer culture is getting, maybe not more sexual, but more sex positive, and non-queer culture is getting really conservative, like, I recorded that episode about, you know, the drag performances and how they're saying all this stuff about, like, gender and, you know, adult content and things like that. Like, trying to, like, make sure that 
certain things that talk about gender and adult content, you know, that is not uh, available to be visible to people who are under 18 years old, which is kind of like, I mean, I kind of understand the adult content part, but it's like, why you gotta throw the gender stuff in there too? It's like, because I think what seems to be happening is that people focus more on the gender stuff, not the adult content stuff. They're like, oh, this is some kind of gender bending or some kind of like trans content or some kind of non-binary content. And they're so concerned about that being a problem because they don't understand it or don't want to understand it. And there's this idea of all these things being so wrong that they wanted to censor all of it and stop it all uh, stop people from learning about it or knowing that it exists or thinking about it or whatever it is that they're trying to stop they're trying to stop it that's for sure um, and so like that's kind of something I notice as well as like you know Maybe like underwear, like your like your like the elastic band on your underwear, showing or something like that. Like that's kind of considered like something that's like oh you don't really want people to see that you know it's like it's like at least you're wearing underwear. I mean like I don't know like it's kind of like one of those things that's like when the, when I think about certain things like the way I get dressed, you know I think about it and I'm like oh, like, that might be a little bit inappropriate, you know, like, you know, like, why is it, why would someone, why are we taught, you know, you tuck your shirt into your pants, you don't tuck your shirt into your underwear, right, because your underwear would be showing, like, kind of a little bit on the top, like, that's less appropriate, right, so it's kind of like, but why, like, why is one thing seen as better than another, Wow, this car is literally very old. It's, it's older than mine. I think this is the only car on the lot that's older than mine. Shout out, man, to the Chevrolet pickup truck. Damn, that's pretty cool. I love, I love old, old cars. Um. Obviously, I love them because I have a really old-ass car. Um, but yeah, when I think of, like, intro topics, those are kind of, like, the ideas that I'm, like, you know, uh, even to try to, like, define sex positivity is, like, just looking at the history of how, you know, just clothing styles clothing expression or clothing you know what's considered appropriate in society has changed like there's this um <clears throat> there's this uh content about i don't it, it's i'm conflicted about it i like to learn about different cultures but you know there's this content about this supposed like uncontacted tribe in the amazon and they kind of start coming out of the woodworks because uh, there's this group Funai that is, um, you know, trying to 
you know, help, like, be helpful, but not necessarily, like, change their ways of living, but there, but contact was made either, I think it was made initially by the indigenous, uh, group of the tribe, I, I think they're the ones who initiated contact, contact maybe, because they were, I don't know, I might have this story all wrong, but, like, there were people, um, I guess loggers or some kind of people that were coming into the, into the forest and, you know, killing them and intimidating them and, you know, taking away their livelihoods and things and they were basically, you know, at risk and then, you know, it was causing other tribal warfare and so other tribes were coming in and attacking this tribe that made contact um and the people that you see it's uh initially I think it's mostly males and they come out you know pretty much nude like they're pretty much they have like this kind of like like a headband um like haircuts uh I don't know how to describe it it's like a modified kind of bowl cut it's like a bowl cut haircut but it's not quite like it's kind of tapered in certain areas I do not know how to explain, but, uh, they have, like, a uniform type of haircut for the males, a type of haircut, like, a mullet-ish bowl cut thing for the women, I don't know how to describe this, guys, but, basically, the point I'm trying to get across is, like, this was more, a more modern contact, I'm very conflicted about, like, people contacting indigenous groups of people, it's like, they get ill, they get sick, like, they don't need to change, but people want their resources, you know, because that's how capitalistic societies work. They go and they try to find cheap or free resources. And when it's natural resources and there's people living there, they intimidate and kill people to take their stuff. And so that's how that looks. But basically, um, these people kind of start coming across this river and, you know, you see how they look. Like, these are people that aren't, you know, they haven't they haven't you know chosen to live uh in a modern society method you know they have their ancient traditional garb which is they were not wearing anything um they were pretty much nude but they had like maybe like a headband to kind of keep their hair kind of like from flying all over the place in the wind and stuff but I'm assuming that's what it's for like maybe it's like a status symbol I don't really know like maybe it's like this signifies like your position in the tribe or something like I don't really know what it is but um you know it basically shows all they really had was this band of some kind I'm assuming it's made out of some kind of plant or animal I don't know what it is it's either animal skin or some kind of plant fiber that's kind of like woven into some kind of something that fits around your your waist very thin almost like shoelace thin and then they basically have like their penis is kind of up under that band around their waist and then otherwise they have this kind of band that looks like a similar type of thing around their neck I mean sorry around their around their head and then they're carrying like spears and all kinds of stuff for their own safety and hunting and all kinds of things like that for their own livelihood um, and the women, I think, I don't remember if they had, if they were wearing anything on the bottom, 
maybe a really thin kind of grass skirt kind of thing on the bottom. I don't know for sure. I can't remember off the top of my head, but they had no tops on and then their head, their haircuts were a little different. Like it was longer in the back, but still that kind of short bowl cut uh, in the front. And the reason why I'm mentioning this is because it's like, you know, there's a part during this documentary where, you know, they're talking to the people and there's like this lady who's kind of like a translator and, you know, uh, she's kind of more like westernized woman and she's, you know, interpreting and kind of like kind of help them kind of understand some things about western culture and she's talking to these indigenous people and she's explaining, you know, they are like in the in the you know, like it's something about they were talking about like clothing, nudity, um Um, they were talking about like like the indigenous people were talking about oh we would see these westerners like across the river or whatever and see that they had blankets and clothes and like you know and they explained some things along the lines of like you know we were used to being you know tired and hungry and cold all the time you know um going days without food, you know, not sleeping well because, you know, other tribes were kind of like taking, like attacking or taking their women, their children. So they would stay up to try to like protect their own people. And then, you know, it was basically like their tribe was being like traumatized by a lot of the changes happening in their environment. It sounds like what was starting that change was the people coming in from these logging companies or rubber companies or whatever types of industries that were taking their resources and trying to push them off the land so that they could basically take the stuff for whatever kind of corporate greed situation they had going on um and so these people were kind of like uh being pushed out and they noticed that there were these people from Punai that were kind of like just living on the other side of the riverbank and just kind of like there a lot and they would come over they would like steal some things like blankets clothes uh tools you know because they needed it for their own survival and then the Funai, you know people in charge I don't know if they're anthropologists or what they were but they were like don't take like they were trying to yell at them like don't take it because They knew that the people would get sick, they would get fevers, they would get all kinds of illnesses from, you know, we all know how unfortunately history has gone, that, you know, the people were exposed to diseases um, that they didn't have, you know, awareness of or cures for, and it wiped out a lot of their population. And this is a modern story. It's not like, this isn't like 1800s, 1700s, 1500s. This is like in the 2000s. Like, within the last, I want to say it's within the last, like, seven years or so. I don't know. I can look it up, but I don't know if it's going to cut off this app. 